Well, hi there, hockey fans. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. It is Tuesday, June 25th, 2019, and I am your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And joining me once again, uh, my fabulous co-host, the founder and president and editor-in-chief, wears many hats. All of them good hats. Uh, Mr. Rick Stevens, and we are fresh off NHL Draft Weekend. Welcome. Fresh? Would you say fresh? Uh, that's a colloquialism. Um, anything it but was a feeling great anything weekend. but fresh. <laughs> yeah, it was a great weekend in Vancouver, but a very busy weekend, a very enjoyable weekend, mm-hmm. a very tiring weekend. Um, but what a great weekend with uh, our Rocket Sports team and our contest winners um, that uh, joined us. We had a great group this year. We really had a great group this year. We had a fan, uh, you know, and I know, okay, every year we say we had a really good group this year because we do. We always have fabulous people who join us Um just to have a you know the luck of the draw that we get such great contest winners, but this year's group was really something special, and um, looking forward to talking about them a little bit more uh, coming up in the second segment today. Hmm. In fact, we're gonna you know we're gonna we're gonna start of course by talking about the draft itself. Uh, we're gonna review the Flyers and the Canadians draft picks and and the moves that they made, and uh, you know just give you our kind of thoughts and feelings on on some of those types of things then in the second segment we're going to get into the the good stuff we're going to recap our fan event weekend and and talk about these great people that we have to spend the weekend with in vancouver uh, before signing off in the third segment just giving you a sneak preview of what's coming up next now that the draft is officially in the books it's gonna be a good show now, it's usually at this point, just before we get into our first segment, that um, popular demand, I'll let people know what the National Day is. Always. And today it's, um, uh, there's National Catfish Day, if you're into that. Uh, well. There's National Strawberry Parfait Day, and probably those two not together. Um, I don't mind strawberry parfaits, I guess. And there's also National Leon Day. What the hell does that mean? Well, a National Leon Day. Um, Leon is Noel spelled backwards. Uh, okay. And it's exactly uh, six months. Yeah, June 25th is exactly oh, six months till Christmas Day, and encouraging people to get their their lists together. Let people is that really necessary? So that on you know Amazon Prime Day, people can get all their Christmas shopping done. So. All of these, all of these are pretty lame, and and most times mm-hmm. you accuse me of making up my own anyway. So I'm going to make up my own national day today. See, we're going to ignore the rest. No, this is the first time. No, this is the first time. Okay. It is um, national, or maybe even international. <gasps> Raise a glass to Rocket Sports. Day. 
Wow. Uh-huh. And it's because it was such a successful um, draft event and draft weekend. And uh, maybe we'll even mention that, that we had a, a member of a AHL, AHL team say that uh, Rocket Sports was the best media outlet. Um, you know, might, might mention that later. Um, but we had such a great event that I thought it would be, you know, raise the glass. Raise the um, glass. To Rocket Sports. I like that. So I asked you to pull something out of your cupboard. And so you did. And it's sitting here tantalizing me. What do you and got? I don't know. I didn't know what it was for, but now I know. Now you know. Well, Seeing at well, it actually turns out to be very apropos because, um, you know, it just got back yesterday from Vancouver and, you know, spent five days, four days, five. I don't even, I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time it is. I, at this point, I don't know what month it is, but I spent, you know, a number of days north of the border. And so I thought it would be fitting to pull out uh, some Crown Royal. Oh. <laughs> as a continuing ode to my friends and family north of the border, some Canadian rye, some Crown Royal. Um, neat. Nice. No rocks, no rocks, no cola, just Crown Royal neat. Well, and I've got a single malt scotch here, uh, also neat. Oh, well. A 12-year-old uh, Glen Mirage, uh finished in a port cask. It's looking very nice. So I think just before we get into our first segment, we will raise a glass to a great weekend. Rocket Sports, the, the, the team... Um, Amy, yourself, for, for, for organizing such a great event and for the exceptional group of people that, uh, that joined us um, as contest winners and made it a really fabulous weekend. I will. Cheers. Uh, cheers. Mm. Mm. As there's a moment of silence. <laughs> so sorry, folks. Uh, and if you're listening at home, you should grab a glass. We'll, we'll, we'll not just raise a glass. We'll just continue to consume the glass for the remainder of the podcast. So take, a, take a second right now. Hit pause on the podcast. Go pour yourself a glass of your favorite libation uh, and join us in celebrating Rocket Sports. Uh, and I will add to that... Um, just a tip of the hat and a, and a raise of the glass to you, um, Rick, for without your leadership, guidance, um, perseverance, hard work, and uh, without you having started this NHL draft fan event tradition and partnership with the NHL 10 years ago in Montreal, uh, it would not have ever had the opportunity to evolve into the, into the annual event that, that it is these days. So thank you to you for making it all possible. Well, it, it was our, our 10 year anniversary and it was uh, terrific. And uh, 
for the 11th back in Montreal again. Um, and we look forward to uh, everyone joining us for uh, for that. Um, mm-hmm. But before we get too far ahead, we're going to look <laughs> at the 2019 draft. Let's look. We're going we're gonna to shake things up a little bit here. We're first going to talk about what the Philadelphia Flyers did this year because, you know what, they picked before the Canadians. So it means that they get first dibs on the on the post-draft grading with Rick and Amy. Um, and frankly, um, you know, we've been saying, Rick, all this time, last few weeks, that uh, talking about the, the great moves Chuck Fletcher's been making and what's he going to do with the draft. And I actually was convinced that he would pick at 11. Um, wasn't sure he, who he was going to take. Some people were rumoring Caulfield. Some people were rumoring Peyton Krebs. Um, wasn't sure the direction he was going to go. And then, aha, much to my surprise, the first, uh, the, uh, the only trade of the first round, I believe, um, came at pick number 11 when it was announced that uh, the Flyers were trading down. Uh, Arizona wanted to move up to the pick. Uh, pick number 11 to acquire Victor Soderstrom, who I know Rick was one of one of the guys you had your eye on for the Canadians. Um, and so Philly took Arizona's number 14 pick. So moved down three spots, uh, picked up the 14 pick and a second round pick, the, the 45th pick, which we'll, uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more in a minute, but uh, so move down to 14. Okay, well, who's still going to be on the board? Well, wouldn't you know, they go and they draft, not Cole Caulfield, they drafted Cam York, uh, another one of the guys that you had on your list. Uh, and I'm I'm quite pleased with this pick. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Cam York and, and why you like him so much and uh, how you think this would be a good fit for the Flyers. Like Cam York a lot, and and it was interesting to hear Fletcher say that uh, at pick eleven, uh, that three of their top ten were still on the board, and so mm-hmm. they they were pretty sure that they'd get one of those guys um, at fourteen. And so you have to well we'll make some assumptions here that uh, Spencer Knight wasn't one of them, um, the goaltender right. that went to Florida. Um, so maybe Soderstrom was one, um, uh, and, and he went to Arizona, uh, Cam York, uh, obviously was one. And then perhaps it was either, uh, Matthew Boldy, uh, who went to Minnesota as 12 or, or, uh, Cole Caulfield. Uh, maybe that was, uh, one of those was, was the third, but to get York, um, and to, to, uh, at the same time pick up a, a second round pick from Arizona um, was a bold move, but a, a, a smart move, a strategic move. And, and I liked York for the Canadians uh, like him a lot. Um, and was one of those three defensemen. He's, he's a left-handed defenseman that the Canadians were coveting. Uh, but um, as we heard um, Fletcher prior to the draft saying, you know that that a lot of the the uh, flyers uh stock of of defensemen have uh 
have already uh, made that transition and moved up to um, uh, the NHL, so they were looking to restock on defense. So this pick makes a lot of sense for them. Um, he was he was the best defenseman for the um, USA development program uh, team. Uh, and and we noticed uh, a lot of uh, most of that team was was picked. Uh, well, he was the the best defenseman. Uh, next year, you'll see him at the University of Michigan, which would be good for him. Uh, his strength is his skating. A great skater, nice stride, uh, um, just very fluid. Um, he's got really good vision. He can he can make decisions at speed. Very strong defensively. Um, uh, when uh, in a defensive role, he, he has a good gap. He, he uses his stick well. Uh, it doesn't doesn't play much of a physical game at all, um, and he's not not a very aggressive player. Um, offensively, um, uh, he had 65 points in 63 games, uh, so he, he does have the offense. Perhaps could improve his shot. Got kind of an average shot. Um, but uh, I think many of the scouts remarked at, at just how calm and how poised and how laid back he was um, at the combine. Uh, just a, a very low key kind of player. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, is he a top pairing defenseman? I think the the jury's out on that, but certainly top four. And, and uh, I think this is a really good pick for the Flyers. Well, that, I feel, is a very comprehensive uh, kind of scouting preview of Cam York. And, and, yeah, I agree with you there on all levels. I'm actually um, glad that they chose if, – if Cole Caulfield was, in fact, one of, their, one of their finalists, I'm glad that they took York over Caulfield um, surely because of his size. Um, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to seeing to seeing how Cam York works out. Now the interesting part for me is what happens now. What happened then as a result of this trade? So the Flyers trade down to pick 14 from pick 11, and from Arizona they not only get that 14th pick, but Arizona also threw in the 45th pick in the second round. That would be the 14th pick in the second round. In the second round, the Flyers were supposed to obviously then pick 45th. However, some trades happened. And the Flyers ended up moving up in the second round. So they moved down in the first round pick up that 45th overall pick. Well, they take that 45th pick and they turn it into a 34th so that they're picking just the third pick into the, into the second round. Now, where did they get this? Where, where did they get this from? So they, so they hand off that, that second round pick that they had just, just acquired from Arizona. They hand that and a third round pick to Nashville and Nashville gives them the bump up to pick number 34. Now Nashville had that pick available, that 34th pick available because earlier in the day, just an hour or so prior, 
they had acquired Steve Santini, Jeremy Davies, the 34th pick overall in 2019, and a second round pick in 2020 from the New Jersey Devils in exchange for sending P.K. Subban to New Jersey. And so I like I like the Flyers' second round pick at number 34 even better because it meant that P.K. Subban got traded again. <laughs> <laughs> So, it, you know, I, I like that kind of wheeling and dealing. Chuck Fletcher, they go out, they, they trade down on Friday night and get a guy that they wanted who was on their list. They knew they could do it safely, but they pick up an additional pick in the process. And then they use that additional pick and a third round pick to move up in the second round to get another guy that they want. And in the process, they get that they get to do that because Nashville traded PK Subban away, and I'm not crying about that. Did we now, mention Bobby that Brink? Um, Bobby Brink. Just to uh, it's 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 an interesting pick, as you said, uh, moving down to get their guy in the first round, moving up to get the guy they wanted in the second round, um, and. You know, there's there's been so much uh, comparison between Cole Caulfield, uh, the player that the Canadians took at 15, and Alex DeBrincat. Probably a much better comparison is Bobby Brink and Alex DeBrincat. Mm-hmm. Um, both, both, um, you know, both taken in the second round. That's that's um, as far as value. Alex DeBrincat at number 39 um, was pretty good value. I, there's there's many different rating agencies, um, but if if you want the one that I I use and trust most of all, and and let me give a shout out to Sam Cosentino who is mm-hmm. uh, a tremendous tremendous um, hockey analyst and um, and certainly uh, much much better, works harder, more knowledgeable than some of the more um, household names out there. Uh, he's tremendous. And if you want a, a ratings agency that, that I like and it, it's hockey prospects, Mark Edward and his team of scouts, they put it together. Um, so um, hockey prospect uh, has uh, Caulfield at 11, York at 12, Brink at 15. Um, so for the flyers then to, to get, uh, Brink in the second round. And if you're comparing, uh, Brink and Caulfield, since they're both the players that, um, are compared to, uh, Brink, you got hockey sense, hockey prospects rating, Brink, uh, rating Caulfield at seven, Brink at eight, uh, Brink better, better hockey sense, compete level Brink at eight. Um, Caulfield only at six um, skill level nine for Caulfield. That's where he's going to exceed, but um, skill level for Bobby Brink at eight, uh, just mm. one behind um, skating is where they're both not very good. Caulfield, an average skater at six uh, Brink, a terrible skater. And, and I'm sorry, Bobby, your skin <laughs> <laughs> will say it. Um you're, they have the skating at five. Um, yeah, and you just wonder what what this guy would be like if um, 
if he could skate because his 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 hockey sense, his hockey IQ, his vision um, are really high. His compete level is really high, um, and his skill level is 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 pretty high. And and scout after scout after scout says, you know, his skating just stinks. Um, and it's a mechanical thing. Um, it's something that he's going to have to, to really, uh, it's not just working, working his, uh, his skating in increments, getting a, he has to overhaul his, his whole, the whole mechanics of his skating. Um, mm. but if he does that, um, my goodness, the, the, the flyers have a steal in Bobby Brink. Well, I was, uh, with those two, the first two rounds picks, I was exceptionally pleased with how the flyers handled themselves this weekend. Um, they went through as, as you were saying, uh, with Cam York, uh, that Fletcher is looking to kind of restock the, the, the deep, um, prospect pool in defense. And he went on to do that in rounds three and four, uh, selecting Ronnie Attard and Mason Millman. Um, and then in round six, with with two uh, picks in round six, another center at Yegor Serdyuk and Roddy Ross, a goaltender, um, who our colleague Blaine Potvin has already dubbed as Rowdy Ross, says that's going to be his nickname, it's Rowdy, which I kind of like that. <laughs> uh, and then Bryce Brodzinski uh, in the seventh round, a right winger uh, from the U.S. to round out um, the picks for the flyers. So uh, round five was the only round that they did not select, uh, but they still ended up with seven selections anyway. And I think uh, overall I would have to give, I'd have to give the flyers a pretty high grade uh, on the draft. I'd, I'd give them probably at least a B plus um, if not higher, particularly if, as you say, Bobby Brink can uh, find a way to overhaul his skating and and turns out to be the steal that he could be, uh, the Flyers could could very well earn an A rating in this year's draft. I think. Yeah, I think that uh, you know Hextall had done an excellent job uh, drafting. Whether this draft is at uh, the same level, um, certainly when it gets down to the the picks after round two, I'm not so sure, but, um, but uh, York and, and Brink um, are really nice additions to the, the Flyers prospect pool. Mm-hmm, for sure. Now switching over to uh, switching over to the Canadians. Oh boy. There was plenty of speculation surrounding the Canadians and what were they going to do at pick 15? And was it going, we talked about it last week, was it going to be Raphael Lavoie? Well, I think Raphael Lavoie was, didn't have a great night on Friday night because he didn't go until the second round. Uh, Maybe that's because, uh, maybe that's where he was meant to be drafted. Uh, Instead, Rick... Uh, the Flyers ended up selecting Cam York directly since they traded down. They picked at 14, Cam York, and that left Cole Caulfield available for the Canadians at pick 15. A, were you surprised by the pick? And B, 
you know, of course, everyone is thrilled with Cole Caulfield's scoring ability at the level of hockey he's playing right now. Um, how do you feel about the pick? Well, listen, uh, you know, uh, small miracles. Uh, yes, uh, Raphael Lavoie had, had let it known far and wide uh, that he wanted to be the Canadian's uh, choice at, at pick 15. Um, and he just, uh, you know, there's aspects of his game that, that uh, are there, and it's just the, uh, the work ethic, uh, the compete level, those kinds of things that aren't there and, um, and the Canadians steered clear of, and uh, to their credit for that. Uh, the Canadians had said they would prefer to um, uh, add to uh, – uh, the defensive pool, um, and there was plenty of defensemen uh, in the draft uh, that kind of fit the bill. Um, on the uh, Canadians Connection podcast, I had I had said Cam York was was uh, one of of uh, my favorite picks. Um, Victor Soderstrom um, uh, was was another. He was taken at eleven by Arizona mm-hmm. and Maurice Sider uh, was also uh, pretty high on my list. He, uh, to, to many people's surprise was taken at number six by um, Detroit. So my three favorite defensive um, prospects were taken by the time they chose. Now, the other one, I suppose, uh, Villanola, um, that, that might uh, might have filled the bill. Uh, he went at uh, number 20 to a really good pick for uh, the Winnipeg Jets. Um, but with Cole, Cole Caulfield sitting there um, waiting um, and the Canadians just just uh, couldn't pass on him. Um, some are calling it a steal uh, given that Caulfield uh, fell the way he did. Um, mm-hmm. I... I I, I don't think so. Um, Hockey Prospect had it, had him rated at 11. Uh, so it's not um, – there was certainly a lot of hype on Caulfield, but um, uh, there are reasons that, um, um, you know, he, he, he wasn't uh, a top 10 pick. Uh, size being, being one of them, uh, just 5'7", and maybe that's a bit generous for him. Uh, we saw that. Uh, with St. Louis Blues winning the cup, that size is still a factor. Um, but Debrinket, uh, kind of, everybody was looking for the next Debrinket. Now Debrinket was, um, as I said, excellent value at 39 for Chicago. Um, Caulfield is a pure sniper, and and um, um, can he do that uh, as well in um, uh, in the NHL? Well, um, I. You know his skill level's high, his hockey sense is high. I think what's going to hurt him is uh, obviously his skating, which is just average, but also his compete level, which um, besides besides scoring goals, um, he doesn't get too engaged uh, in the play, and that will definitely have to change um, uh, before he gets to uh, the NHL. Um, he's off to uh, Wisconsin, uh, the University of Wisconsin. Uh, next year, and I think uh, playing NCAA hockey for uh, a year or two is going to be um, uh, very valuable to him. Now, there's lots of 
of fans that are getting a little overzealous and, and talking about <laughs> him uh, attending um, the Canadians training at camp uh, in the fall and with a potential of making the team being an immediate fix for the power play. But of course that would be a huge risk um, as, as I informed um, uh, Habs fans um, over the weekend that uh, if he were to do that, he would forfeit his, his NCAA uh, eligibility. And, and so I don't see that as uh, very likely. No, I agree. Um, probably not so much for, for, and yes, keep in mind, he has a tremendous scoring ability, but now it's can, you know, he has to be able to make the jump. Uh, the guys he's going to play against are much bigger, much stronger, much faster. Um, and it's, it's a lot different uh, playing and scoring the way he's been able to score uh, in a league like the NHL. So let's not rush him. <laughs> if, if and and if let's, it, let's also acknowledge that um, he was a bit of a polarizing um, uh, character uh, for two reasons. Um, mm-hmm. One, if, if you ask uh, an NHL scout, um, as many or more NHL scouts had him going in the second round as had him going in the first round. Um, it's, he he didn't exactly um, um, win over uh, the scouts uh, with, with his offensive production uh, with the, the USA uh, national development program. The other part of it is that um, he's certainly confident. Uh, that's one thing, but uh, his, his, his cockiness kind of rubbed people the wrong way. And um He's gonna. I, I think he's gonna have to be a little careful with his uh, uh, braggadocio uh, when he gets mm-hmm. to the NHL because that'll get fixed by um, NHL players uh, in in a hurry. Um, oh yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I think yeah he's there's he's an interesting character and and uh, but I think. Uh, still a little raw, and, and some of these things uh, that certainly has to be reined in. He's got to improve his skating, and he's got to become far more engaged uh, when he isn't uh, parked in and around home plate scoring goals. Absolutely, and and a couple of frankly, a couple of years in the NCAA will do wonders for him in 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 a lot of those areas, um, and so I think it is the best thing for him to go off and, and, and play college hockey uh, and just get a little experience. Um, We've always said, you know, rushing things along is never a great idea. And, and quite frankly, last year we were quite concerned with, uh, you know, even inserting just very Kakenemi into the lineup. And at the end of this past year, we even said we had concerns. Uh, We were glad to see that Kakenemi was able to step up to it uh, and and was able to hang in there, um, but there were you know there were some growing pains there as well. Um, but Kakenyemi is also a very different player from Cole Caulfield, um, so it's it I think the right move for him to head off to, to college. Um, now in the second round, Rick, uh, the the Canadians drafted 46th overall, and they chose another American. This time, a left-handed defenseman. Imagine that by the name of Jaden Struble. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Jaden? 
Well, Jaden Strubel, um, this is kind of a classic um, Timmons uh, pick. Uh, he's, a, he's a high schooler, um, played at St. Sebastian's. And, and um, what, what everybody uh, – two things, I guess, that um, um, people noticed uh, about him were uh, he can skate. He's he, a really strong skater. Um, and, and just physically strong, just, um, just a bit of a beast. Um, he, he certainly overpowered, um, fellow players at the level he was playing at. Um, and, um, and a a very aggressive player as well. And, and, um, so much so that, uh, that, that, uh, at times, not so much discipline, but um, just he went out of his way. He took his, himself out of the play to uh, to make big hits. Um, so he's going to have to uh, be a little more disciplined uh, than he has been. He, he's off to Northeastern. At least he's committed to Northeastern, um, and that will um, that will help him. He's he's a, a pretty raw prospect, and uh, it's going to take him some time to. Um, put all of these uh, impressive um, physical characteristics uh, into place. In the third round, you know, the Canadians were actually quite busy in this draft. Uh, in the third round, they had two selections. They had uh, from Sweden, they had Matthias Norlander and uh, can, uh, who is, and I mean, talk about stocking up on left-handed defensemen. Norlander is another uh, left-handed defenseman, as is Canadian Gianni Fairbrother, uh, both in the third round. Um, and pretty picked pretty close together, 64th and 77th overall. Um, so it seems that uh, they're also stocking up on some D. <laughs> Yeah, they went after the defensemen. As, as uh, you know, last, last season it was centers, this year defensemen. Um, Norlander, uh, this is a this is an interesting pick. Now, this is his second year of draft eligibility, so there's always some question marks uh, when it comes to when it comes to that having been uh, bypassed in the the draft last year. But um, here's another guy who is is just a really good skater. Um, really, really good skater, and and um, and and his ability to not only skate well, but make decisions, um, at a, at a high tempo. Um, I, I like him a lot. He's with, um, was with Moto. That's a good program. And, and, uh, no, I, I, I think that the Canadians got some value there as far as fair brother. I, th- I think that this was, um, uh, not really expecting him to, to go as high as, as the third round. Um, I mean, he's, 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 he's smart. Um, he's a two-way defenseman, um, but, but, you know, just average in every other respect. And, and the, he was not even ranked by hockey prospects. And, and uh, uh, so I think this was uh, a, a bit of a reach at, at uh, number 77. They went on to pick three in the fifth round. Um, Jacob Laguerre from Canada, Rhett Pitlick from the U.S., um, and then Frederick Neeson Dichow, goaltender. 
So I guess we're already starting to stock up. <laughs> we're already starting to refill the goaltending ranks. Um, what, what do you think of these three picks? Yeah, this um... – I like Pitlick. I liked uh, a lot. Um, uh, he's he's undersized. Um, I think the Canadians picked uh, three players in the draft below five nine. Um, here's a, another guy who's uh, an excellent skater um, and is smart. Uh, that seems to be the that seemed to be the the co- one common characteristic. Um, Laguerre, he's a defenseman with size. I, I, and I <laughs> guess a decent skater for, uh, for his size. Uh, that pick kind of baffles me a bit. Goaltender, the goaltender from Denmark who will be playing in the Swedish league. Um, I, he's big, he's six, five, six, six. Um, uh, sorry, this one, I don't, I don't get at all no um i i just don't um and and in fact you know here's another um a, a player that was unranked and 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 uh the bottom three that the the sixth round pick and the two and the seventh uh were also unranked um um a little bit a little bit odd um but 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 this is the kind of thing that where trevor timmons kind of says um you know, I'm smarter than you guys. <laughs> I, I know these players. So, you know, uh, and, and, you know, for the most part, that's true. Um, uh, so, uh, go ahead, but, uh, it'll take, it'll take a while, uh, to really see the value in any of these picks. Well, here's, here's the, here's, I think the head scratcher of the, uh, before we get to round seven, which was left winger, Rafael Harvey Pinard and, uh, Kieran Roshinsky, uh, who's a left-handed defenseman in round six, they selected Arth and it's the one that I think all of us tried to in, on the draft board inside the arena. Uh, they couldn't really fit his name on very well. I think we were all squinting like what in good God's name does that say? Arthur Kisimutinov is a centerman from Russia, but he's an interesting selection, isn't he Rick? <laughs> well, Kisim. Kisa Mutinov uh, was first eligible for the draft in 2016. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's gone through a few drafts um, unpicked. Um, Which also plays, makes him 21. <laughs> he plays in the league below the KHL. Um, and there he's quite a, an offensive uh, force. He had a handful of games in the KHL as well. Um but this seems to be maybe um, uh, either a long shot pick or a pick to, to help uh, the offense in Laval. Uh, but even at that, he's got another year on his contract. So he would be a year out uh, before he could be an AHL player. So um, again, now um, we know the Canadians have a scout uh, who's, who spends an awful lot of time in Russia and is almost uh, uh, devoted to Russia. So um, mm-hmm. this, this, this might be um, uncovering a, a diamond in the rough. Could be. Uh, it'll be very interesting to see, to see how he works out. Um, and maybe by then we'll all be able to pronounce his name without having to 
rehearse it three times in our heads first. <laughs> and just you, you mentioned the two players taking in the second round um, mm-hmm. at 206, uh, Rushinsky, um, R- Rushinsky. Yeah. Well, it's something like that. Um, something like he, that. he, a triple a midget player um, from uh, Spruce Grove, Alberta. And, and normally when the players are announced, they, they, uh, uh, from the podium, they're announced, given their their uh, their name and their team. Um, this player was was not no team was attached to this player. Uh, <laughs> it was just that he was from Spruce Grove, Alberta. Um, so it was kind of uh, it was kind of odd, and 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 it makes sense uh, being that um, he's playing Triple uh, A midget. Well, there you ha- there you have it. So so overall, you know, I w- I was I gave a pretty high grade on on the on the Flyers for their draft. Do you do you feel the Canadians did just as well? Do you feel that they were just kind of middle of the road, or do you, do you feel they they did a good job this year? Well, really, uh, it all depends on Caulfield. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how. Um, Caulfield turns out the Canadians had had a lot of picks this year and next year when you total the number and I don't remember exactly the the number because some picks got uh, postponed or traded to next year Mm -hmm. Um, but this year and next year they have the most picks in the NHL Uh, so in terms of volume um, they have they have plenty um, and it sets up nicely for the home draft um, in Montreal next year for them to have uh, plenty of picks as well. Um, but yeah, what, we can go through the list and say, you know, uh, Rhett Pitlick is a, is is a nice pick, uh, Matthias Norlander, a nice pick. But it all depends on Cole Caulfield um, and and if he is able to transition uh, all of that offense and all of that skill to the NHL. Uh, then, then we'll know that this has been a, a successful draft for the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Only time will tell with these young fellows. Um, but congratulations to everyone who was selected. Um, as as we've seen in in past years, you know when you're when you're in the room and when you're in the rink, and particularly down in the lower bowl, like we always are. Um, you watch the families and the draftees around you and it's, it's very emotional to see, to see them be selected. It's also on the other end of the emotional scale when round after round goes by and you start to see those who are getting the feeling like they might not get selected, um, both the families and, and the, the draftees. Um, and it's, it's not easy to watch, uh, <laughs> particularly when, the last name of the draft is called and, and their name hasn't been one of them. Um, there was a young man who was still in the arena with his family. What was it like third to last selection of the draft or something like that. And I don't, Oh my goodness. You could ju- the, the screams and cries of relief and <laughs> uh, was really quite the, something. Yeah. There was, there was two, two rows that um, on the other side uh, of the arena from us um, that, I, that we were keeping a watch on um, uh, one 
one group, um, the player did not get picked and, um, and it was, it was agonizing for them at the end. Uh, the other um, at uh, pick 214, um, that's, uh, there was only three more after uh, 214, and that was Dustin Wolf uh, yeah. that we were watching. And um, he was picked by Calgary. He was uh, a player from Everett. Um, and they were, they, you know, it, it's like they were picked in, in the first round. They were, they were ecstatic. Um, right. and, and, and just a tough day. Um, uh, but, um, but, uh, they were able to celebrate at the very end of it. They certainly were. So that's why we say congratulations to every NHL draft select, uh, selected pick, because even if you are third to last, uh, it still means an awful lot to these young men and their families. So, uh, congratulations to all of them. It was, uh, so quite an active second day. First first night was like crickets. Uh, the Flyers with that that only trade in the in the first round, but then things really heated up on the second day. So it was very exciting to be there witnessing it all happen live. Um, also, just want to mention quickly before uh, we we take a quick break here that um, the Flyers have had two signings uh, in the in the past week. One of which was that they were able to finish the deal with Kevin Hayes, um, which was uh, turn, it's quite lengthy. Uh, <laughs> it's a seven year deal with Kevin Hayes for quite a bit of money, uh, seven point one. Um, but congratulations to Chuck Fletcher and the, and the crew in Philadelphia on um, trading for the rights to start negotiating early and, and selling him on the city and on the team. So uh, congratulations to them. And then it was just uh, announced that Travis Sanheim has signed a two-year deal um, to stay with Philadelphia, which is very, very good news uh, for everyone in the Flyers organization, Sanheim is is one of your favorites. I know that Rick, uh, and um, is is very just very good back there on the blue line, and uh, still has some growing to do. And I and I think Philadelphia is the place for him to do it. Yeah, I, I've said that um, from his days in the Western Hockey League, and and then when he was uh, selected and, and playing with uh, Lehigh Valley. Um, just an excellent skater, um, um, has size, plays with edge, um, he's got some offense. I, I just like everything about him, uh, was playing on the top pair, um, this, um, uh, this past year, uh, but he's, he's absolutely, he's going to only get better. Uh, I like Sanheim a lot. Like it. I like the signing. I like both signings. So. Excited to see what else the Flyers are going to come up with uh, here in the next couple of weeks. In the meantime, what we are going to come up with with is a quick break and a short message. And on the other side of it, we are going to break down the 2019 Rocket Sports Media NHL Draft fan event. Uh, It was a fabulous weekend. And we want to give you some of the highlights if you missed them uh, as we were kind of taking you along for the ride with us online. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this break. We'll talk about the draft weekend and why it was so fun. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. 
Their mission is to build a worldwide network of sports fans who are informed, engaged, entertained, and connected. Learn more about RSM, its team, and its portfolio of brands at rocketsportsmedia.com. For all the latest news, interviews, analysis, and commentary about the Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and every other team in the American Hockey League, as well as information on prospects, junior hockey, and international hockey, head over to AHL.Report, the home of the AHL Report. Follow along on Twitter at the AHL Report for live game updates, ringside photography, game recaps, and articles containing exclusive audio and video of your favorite players. That's the AHL Report, proud partner of Rocket Sports Media, AHL.Report. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. Again, I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined with me every week by my fabulous co-host, Mr. Rick Stevens. And don't forget, if you want to talk about the draft, the prospects, uh, AHL hockey, college hockey, the NHL, whatever, whatever kind of hockey you want to talk about, be sure to hit us up on Twitter to do just that. And we are happy, as always, to uh, interact and engage with our fans and followers and listeners. And you can do that by finding us on Twitter at the AHL Report. Remember, that's at the AHL Report. We would love to hear from you on Twitter. In fact... Twitter is how we were able to get a lot of really great contest winners gathered together in Vancouver this past weekend. And uh, many of them were quite active on Twitter. One of them became a bit of a Twitter celeb over the weekend, believe it or not. <laughs> oh, yes. That's right, folks. We, uh, the Rocket Sports Media team, through con- one of our contest winners, we were able to help create a new Twitter meme. We really were. Um, it was, um, Rick, it was just from top to bottom, start to finish. It was a fantastic event. Uh, we already alluded to it at the top of the show that we just had a tremendous group of people with us this weekend. Um, and uh, it was just really fun and really refreshing. And it went too fast. It, it certainly did. And um, you know, for people that, that weren't there, um, of course, um, for for a draft, uh, tickets are available to the public, um, a, a, a small number of them, um, and uh, we know that uh, for the, for the Vancouver draft, those tickets to the public went in about twelve minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. They were gone, um, and they were for the upper bowl um, in the arena, and uh, the tickets that we had. Uh, through our partnership with the NHL, were lower bowl tickets. And um, we were right in and amongst um, the draftees and their families and certainly had a good view of the draft floor. Um, and the cameras had a good view of our group. Uh, oh, yeah. So um, uh, I think just about everybody made, made it on to uh, the broadcast at, at one time or another. Um, mm-hmm. And one of them... Um, uh, there was uh, three uh, Detroit Red Wings fans uh, in our group, um, and uh, they, you know, Maurice Sider was certainly someone I would I um, was hoping would go to the Canadians, but uh, perhaps not the first choice of 
of uh, those fellows from Detroit um, uh, when he was taken uh, rather early or, or certainly a lot earlier than than many were expecting. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, um, at number six, and, and uh, they reacted as such. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake, Paul, and Tyler were the three, um, uh, and they came from uh, Oregon and uh, was it Kentucky, Kentucky or Tennessee? I think I think Kentucky. Um, I think it was Kentucky, and um, they, they arrived very enthusiastically, uh, but Jake was very puzzled. Uh, by the 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 cider uh, pick, uh, and the the cameras happened to catch his reaction. <laughs> uh, that reaction went uh, viral, um, uh, not only North America wide, but of course uh, cider being from Germ- uh, from Germany. Uh, That's right. The 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 reaction was was played throughout Europe. Um, and he became Jake became a, a, a an interview that, uh, that many of the networks had to get, and and was certainly um, uh, one of the more uh, uh, people that got a, a lot of FaceTime uh, in our group. Um, but uh, he he had a great time with it, and uh, and it was yeah it was all it was all fun and. And in the end, he said, um, you know, Steve Eiserman is, is smarter than he is, and he hopes that uh, Eiserman um, uh, proves him wrong. <laughs> That's right. We In, in fact, we had a, a, a couple of uh, multimedia celebs this weekend. I know uh, our contest winner uh, from Ontario, uh, Mike, uh, he uh, had he appeared on uh, one of the Canadians' videos as proudly wearing his Habs jersey. Uh, they, they had asked him um, prior to um, prior to the draft happening on Friday, who they who he thought would be selected uh, 15th overall. Um, yeah, so uh, very fun for, for some in our group to to be not only to have access to great seats with our group and courtesy of the NHL, but it also meant they uh, were given the opportunity as well to get a little bit of uh, media attention as well, which was pretty fun. Um, but we really had, what? you know, we go ahead. No, I was just going to say with, um, with almost 50 uh, between our, our, our own contributors and, and our contest winners, we had close to 50 people. And um, when we were all together and, and uh, you were doing a, a live Twitter hit, uh, the the Montreal Canadiens um, video crew that was there couldn't help mm-hmm. miss us, particularly when so many were, had uh, Canadians jerseys and uh, and they made their way over to to interview um, uh, many in the group. And as you said, Mike um, Mike appeared on that uh, uh, video. Uh, one of the gallants, I think it was Randy. Um, I think uh, Mike so. actually uh, said Marie Sider. Um, I believe was uh, was his choice for the number fifteen pick. So, um, <laughs> yeah, even uh, on the Canadians' videos, um, you'll you'll see uh, many of our group. Um, and there was one more celebrity uh, in the group. There was, and that and that was uh, Shane. Um, yeah, Shane is is a, a Colorado Avalanche fan, and I should say that that we had fans 
We had uh, Rob was a Leaf fan. We had uh, Ben, uh, a Canucks fan. Um, mm-hmm. We had uh, Katie was a Capitals fan. Uh, we had fans from all over the league. Um, Oilers, uh, but and- Shane. Yeah. yeah, Shane was a Colorado uh, Avalanche fan, and uh, of course, uh, they chose um, Alex Newhook. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, with with uh, Newhook had um, um, uh, p- playing in the BCHL and for the Victoria Grizzlies, he had a whole contingent of of uh, rabid Newhook fans there. And as soon as those New Hook fans found Shane with his Avalanche jersey, uh, they, they made him a celebrity um, as well, um, wanting to um, uh, mob him and hug him and take videos with him. Uh, it was uh, it was fun for Shane. Absolutely. Well, and every time he saw them in the hallway, they they I think they mobbed him every single time. So he was. Uh, <laughs> in fact, at one point, um, Colorado's in the later rounds it might have been fifth round um that pick was literally sitting four seats away from shane in the same row he was sitting four seats down from him so he gets picked and four seats away this kid and his family stand up and they're screaming and yelling and whatnot and we were like well you could just escort him right down the aisle there shane and then made the shane said hey you want to borrow my jersey is it to go down you (laughs) So um, pretty, pretty special for, for many in our group. Um, you know, and as you say, we had, we had people from all over. We had people from the States. We had people from each, you know, end to end in Canada. Of course, we had uh, Joseph Whalen and his, and his dad were there again from St. John's, Newfoundland. So uh, really went coast to coast for the Whalens this year. Uh, Blaine Potvin, of course, was there from, uh, from Halifax. Um, we had some guests there from the Edmonton area. In fact, you know, it was, it was one of the things that we enjoy is, as we've said so many times, we love interacting with our, with our fans and followers. And one of our longtime followers and fans uh, who interacts with everyone on our team quite often and quite frequently and offers his input and, and, and his perspective on, things that are happening in, in Habs land. And, and that is uh, our friend Jim and Jim was one of our contest winners this year. And so he and his friend Brad came and it was delightful to get to finally meet uh, someone, you know, who we've, we've interacted with for so many years on Twitter. It was great to make that real life connection uh, and make new friends that way as well. So just another, another great addition to the group. Uh, as you, you mentioned, Katie, who's a Capitals fan, uh, she's, she was there rooting for, um, she works uh, with the Flint Firebirds and a couple of their guys got drafted. So it was pretty exciting for, for her and Monica to get to see some of their players uh, drafted live, which was pretty exciting. Just a really, really well-rounded group and, and just a lot of fun. And, and a nice kind of uh, family event. Um, we had uh Sam and uh, his young son, I think he was seven, uh, Liam, uh, Vancouver Canucks fans. Liam was, um, I don't think his, his uh, feet touched the floor the entire time. He was so excited <laughs> and, and so excited by uh, where our seats were and, and uh, 
how he got to see his heroes. Um, and, uh, you know, then um, you mentioned uh, uh, my partner with Canadians Connection, uh, Joseph, and, and his dad, David. Um, you had uh, Joey and Randy, who have, have been with us uh, right back to the, the Florida draft. And their mm-hmm. dad, Joe, the patriarch of the family, always loved seeing Joe and we. I've had a great conversation with Joe a couple of times. Uh, comes in his um, St. John Sea Dogs uh, shirt. And, <laughs> That's uh, right. Um, yeah, just uh, what a gentleman and 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 a wealth of knowledge uh, uh, with respect to hockey and um, and our own team. I mean, yourself and 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 Blaine and Elias and um, it, it was uh, it was just a, a tremendous event and a tremendous group of people and. Um, I, I just loved uh, every minute of it. And I should say that um, we also want to shout out to, uh, you did a great job putting together the, the venues for um, our, our get-togethers away from the draft. Um, we we kind of spend each day uh, with, with the group. And, and uh, the first night we went over to uh, Canada Place and uh, the landing and, a, and looking out into... Uh, uh, a great view from Mahoney's and, and uh, we had a great time there. Rodney's uh, oyster house the next day, the food was tremendous. Uh, and the pint uh, to end the draft, which was uh, tremendous. And, and uh, uh, Joe said uh, best fish and chips ever. So um, what great food, great company, great beverages. Um, it, it really was, uh, it really was a tremendous weekend. It was, and we, uh, of course, want to thank everyone who joined us for making the trek and being there with us. Um, you, each and every one of you, uh, were the were the ones who really helped make the weekend special. I, uh, we saw, uh, we also can't forget Ben and Justine. Ben and Justine. Um, Ben was uh, Ben actually uh, goes to school locally. Of course, he's a Vancouver Canucks fan, uh, and he and uh, his girlfriend Justine were there, and they were just absolutely delightful. They were they were so excited um, and just so excited to be at the draft, and and of course there was a lot of buzz in the building for every Vancouver Canucks uh, selection, and um, it was really just great to see some very real friendships starting to form between some of our, our attendees who had never met one another or, and some of them had never even spoken on Twitter. So, you know, that's part of the real um, community building that we do with this event at rocket sports media is bringing hockey fans together from across fan affiliations, from across borders and boundaries and States and provinces and bringing them together and uh, helping to, to, bridge those those affiliations and whatnot and 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 help foster new friendships and and ben and justine when they gave us a hug goodbye as they were leaving and they they had spent a lot of time um they sat next to and and of course at our at our eating events and whatnot had spent a lot of time talking to to mike and shane and they had said you know those guys are great we're going to keep in touch with them you know for a long time and just really great to see so many new friendships forming um and that's all part of the fun of, of going to, to the draft with Rocket Sports is not only do you get a great experience, have some good beverages, eat some good food, last for a very long time. Well, and, and uh, yeah, I, I, I like uh, 
uh, meeting people and, and uh, both people that we do talk to in social media and, and those that we're meeting for the first time. Um, uh, Jim, um, lots of great uh, from Edmonton, lots of, of uh, great commentary on, on Twitter um, and in person, exactly the same, just a genuinely yeah. nice man and, and, yeah. uh, um, and really thoughtful and, um, and really enjoyed meeting him. Mike, um, he, he listens to all four of our, our podcasts on rocket sports radio and, uh, um, really good to hear his, um, his opinions and his impressions of, of the job that we're doing, um, uh, here. And it was, uh, it was great to have uh, him along as well. Absolutely. And you know what? We want to be able to include you next year as well. So in case you weren't following along on Twitter, if you look, if you check out the at all Habs account, the at rocket sports account, uh, my Twitter account at flyers rule, you'll see photos and, and, and pictures and videos from the weekend and, and all sorts of fun. And if you were thinking the whole time, Oh my goodness, why didn't I enter that contest? They look like they're having such a good time. Don't forget to enter the contest next year. And perhaps you could be joining us as we go back to Montreal, where it all started for rocket sports media 10 years ago uh, for the 2009 Montreal draft. Um, And uh, we're sure that next year is going to be just as good as this year. Although it'll be hard. It was very good. (laughs) It will be very good. Uh, And on that note, we are going to take one more quick break. And when we come back, we're just going to give you a sneak peek of what's coming up next in the world of hockey Uh, So stay right there. It's just one quick message, and then we'll be back with you right here on From the Press Box. Be sure to follow us on social media. Find us on Twitter at The AHL Report. Check out our original game photography on Instagram at AHL Report, and watch our exclusive video interviews with players, coaches, and other notable hockey names on our YouTube channel at AllHabs. Just remember to turn on notifications so that you never miss a video. The AHL Report, your premier source for Laval Rocket, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and all American Hockey League news. From the Press Box is proud to be a partner of Rocket Sports Media, digital media publishers of sports and entertainment websites. In addition to building a worldwide network of sports fans, the team at RSM is also dedicated to mobilizing the sports community in ways that make a difference in the lives of others. Giving back to the community bridges the gap between team affiliations. It's something any fan can support. RSM proudly provided support for organizations and projects like Hockey Fights Cancer, Five Hole for Food, the Montreal Canadiens Children's Foundations, Autism Speaks, Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Canada, and the People of Canada Portrait Project, just to name a few. If you would like to be involved with a Rocket Power project or have a worthy fundraising initiative you'd like us to be part of, please contact us at rocketsportsmedia.com. Welcome back to From the Press Box right here on the AHL Report. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, joined by Rick Stevens, my wonderful co-host. And again, don't forget, any time of the week, seven days a week, 365 days a year, if you have a question, comment about hockey, about our podcast, about uh, something you've you've read, or you just want to talk about hockey, be sure to hit us up on Twitter at the AHL Report. We love to chat with our fans uh, and always want to hear from you. 
And of course, Rick, this means now the draft is officially over. And would you believe that development camps already started today? <laughs> it didn't waste any time. <laughs> Not at all. Um, development camps wire, underway yeah. and um, a free agency uh, interview period uh, has begun mm-hmm. um, and uh, all looking for, forward to uh, the July 1st um, uh, free agent um, signing day. Absolutely. So the Flyers did kick off their development camp today. I believe the, the Canadians get started tomorrow, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And so you know, the new draftees and, and other prospects and other in, invitations have gone out uh, as, as the teams start to take a look at uh, the, the young talent they have and start to give them some suggestions on things to work on. Uh, that is the point of development camp is to uh, is for the teams to kind of assess where each player is at in different areas of their game and offer suggestions and and guidance on the things that they need to work on for the rest of the summer or for the coming year if it's uh if it's a if it's a player that won't be back for training camp um and really that's the point of de- development camp you know it's uh it's a great time for the teams to get a first look at some of their young prospects so um we'll be keeping an eye on that for sure and then yes free agency frenzy starts you know, I, f- I feel so badly, and you know, you folks in Canada have a nice national holiday on July 1st, and if you're a hockey fan, you don't ever get to enjoy it <laughs> because you because you are tied to uh, a television, um, looking to see what's happening with free agency, and uh, should be it, it always proves to be an interesting day, and I I, I doubt that this year will disappoint. Would Batman ever co-opt the Fourth of July uh, for a similar no, kind of thing? I don't. I don't not. think so. Go. And maybe absolutely that's not. <laughs> that's part of um, one one of the enjoyable uh, parts of of the draft or or any real um, uh, hockey event is is when Gary Batman comes out and gets uh, um, soundly booed. Um, um, and he was Absolutely. at the draft, um, even though he brought out his shields, uh, the the Sedins, um, every time he spoke. Gary Bettman, well, it was interesting at the draft. It was Gary Bettman, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and to a much greater extent, every time the, the Boston Bruins Boston were mentioned, Bruins. They, were, oh, they were viciously booed throughout they were. over the two days. Um, I. It was nice to see that wherever we go, nobody likes the Bruins. Exactly. So we will be sure to keep you uh, apprised of all of the, the news as it happens throughout uh, the week this week. We'll be back, of course, next week with another uh, episode of From the Press Box next Tuesday. But, Rick, you had mentioned in the last segment that uh, Mike from Ontario listens to all four of our podcasts. Why don't you, just in case, uh, maybe this is the first time that someone's listening to our podcast and they're not aware that Rocket Sports Radio has a multitude of offerings for those who enjoy hockey. Uh, what, are, what are the other podcasts uh, from our talented team that people can tune into? Well, Mike said he got started with one. And then um, this past year, we put them all together in a package, and we Mm -hmm. labeled that package Rocket Sports Radio. 
uh, Rocket Sports Radio has four podcasts, and if you if you subscribe on any of your favorite podcast uh, platforms, you will get all four. And Mike said, "Gee, uh, boy, that's almost every day." But he found out, found himself uh, listening to every single one. Um, so about every second day, you'll get a, a, a brand new podcast, and they're all kind of different. They're all focusing on on different things. The Canadians Connection is our live uh, podcast that happens every Saturday um, and focused on the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, Have a listen with Lewis and Gibby. Um, They're they're doing periodic podcasts now, but they'll have one out uh, this week. Habs Unfiltered um, with Matt Blaine and Craig. And of course, this one focused on the AHL and prospects uh, called From the Press Box. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the name, the name of this podcast is from the press box because we are credentialed hockey reporters. So I would be remiss if we didn't give a tip of the hat, uh, to all of the fellow media folks, uh, who we did run into at the draft. It was always, it's always a pleasure to, to see, um, people that we would typically run into in a press box, whether they're in the media or uh, team management or, or scouts or those types of people, uh, tip of the hat to all of those folks as well. Um, always nice to, to run into people. Um, and yes, lots of offerings here at Rocket Sports Radio. And as Mike from Ontario did attest to us, each one is different. Each one is very different. So uh, there's something for everyone Give, uh, give them a listen. Go to your favorite podcast platform and just type in Rocket Sports Radio, as Rick mentioned, and you'll find all of our offerings right there. Um, and, of course, every week when you come back here to the AHL Report, you'll get from the press box. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at the AHL Report. You can find Rick at All Habs, and you can find me at Flyers Rule. Of course, you can also follow our Facebook and Instagram accounts uh, for the AHL Report. And if you'd like to check us out online and read articles and, and watch exclusive video interviews and get to know, uh, you know, the, the prospects and things like that, just head over to our website, which is ahl.report. Again, that's ahl.report. And we'll have it all right there for you all summer long. Remember, there's no off season here at Rocket Sports Media. So we will be back next Tuesday, fresh off of uh, the first day of free agency with lots more news for you. Uh, and until then, Rick, I'm going to uh, raise my glass to Rocket Sports one last time, finish off this crown royal. Thanks so much for all of your hard work. It was another great uh, NHL draft fan event this weekend. And raise our glass to uh, all of our listeners um, and supporters as well. Um, you make this uh, all worthwhile. Uh, all the, the work that we put in to bring you these events, these podcasts, uh, the um, uh, uh, written uh, work that we do, uh, you make it worthwhile. So we're raising the glass to you as well, all of the uh, the Rocket Sports community. Cheers to all of you. Cheers to another great week of hockey. And we'll see you back here next week on From the Press Box. Until then, enjoy your week.